You're listening to Pioneers Powered by Westgrove, a show featuring Cape Town and the Western Cape's leading tech innovators and entrepreneurs, and the stories behind their company's evolution and impact. I'm Wendy Fulyun, and on today's episode, we have Willem Kitzhoff, Chief Executive Officer of D6, as featured in edition six of the popular Pioneers publication talking to us about how the integrated tech solutions is creating meaningful connections between schools, teachers, and parents, and forging a cohesive education ecosystem. Willem, thank you for tuning in. Whisker is the official tourism, trade, and investment promotion agency for Cape Town and the Western Cape, South Africa. Morning, Wendy. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Willem, why don't you tell us about D6 and what it is that you do? Uh, D6 is currently primarily based in South Africa. We've got offices in Cape Town, Pretoria, and uh, KwaZulu-Natal, and one in the Netherlands recently that we've expanded into. We currently service approximately 2,500 schools uh, in South Africa. We've got about 100 schools abroad. Um, We reach approximately 3 million parents through our communication platform on a weekly, monthly, or daily basis, depending on the frequency of communication. Our big strategy is obviously... Given our core core purpose of enabling empowering schools to be their best, but then also to become the number one school management player in in the globe, so uh, it's not only a South African based focus. Uh, we're already expanding in Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Mozambique. We've got a client base in Kenya, in UAE, some clients in in UK. But obviously, our our dream is that every school in the world should be should have the ability to be as effective as they can. And that's our dream. So that's what we need to build out. That's a big international goal. <laughs> big, hairy, audacious goals. There you go. Exactly. I'm sure you apply that in your own in your own organization. We right? try as far as possible, <laughs> not always getting it right. but yeah, we. That's excellent. So the name itself, D6, it says, I've read a little bit up about it. It says it's drawing inspiration from thinking outside the box and the six Ds of disruption. Tell me, how is, does that apply to what you do and how it's in- integrated into your approach? Well, I suppose disruptive technology is something which uh, it's, great, it's great to be able to build cool products. But if that technology is not, uh, is not capable of being adopted in market and also being able to uh, be commercialized in the market, it's, it's a bit of, bit of a, a dead horse. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a, a firm belief of building products, which is based on... Um, our customers need. So first of all, understand the need, understand the problem, but then more so understand the willingness to change, irrespective of willingness to pay. Uh, we see so many times where we've developed cool things within the school space and we think that it's going to be a complete sitter. Um, and then we realize that the adoption thereof is just zero because people are not willing to change. And I think schools are uh, a good example of an industry that is uh, where change, there's quite a big resistance to change or has always been in the past. That is changing. So it's cool to see that schools are starting to adopt technology. Uh, but I think we still have a long way to go um, in order to to build products that suited for schools and bespokely built for schools and not just stuff that they need to pick off the shelf. And is that where D6 started, where the whole idea started? D6 is actually the consolidation of two companies. One was focusing on the communication aspect. So the one passion on the of, of the one company was to enable schools to connect to parents more effectively. Mm-hmm. And the other company that we consolidated into the fold was a company focusing on improving school management. Um, that company started with a very basic problem that they wanted to solve was how do you ensure that the administrative core where learners are registered is also linked to the financial environment, that you sure you build the right parent. Yes. 
Um, and the communication side was to, in order to connect parents. So I think it's twofold that we wanted to consolidate these two. One was we believe that schools will flourish if the school management or if schools have a solid base of managerial practices, mm -hmm. which will then promote sound learning or enable teachers to focus on learning and not on administrative schlep. But then also what we've seen is where parents are connected within their school and more and can connect easily to what's going on in that school, that school is normally more flourishing. It's where the parent starts to disengage and not, it's not that they don't care, but they just don't have the ability to really connect to the school in an easy way. Um, so connected parents and effective school management, we believe a score to an effective school because curriculum is good. If we take the CAPS curriculum in South Africa, it's a well-developed curriculum. Yes, it, some people might say it's too full and learners have too much to do, but the curriculum as a product is a good product. Mm -hmm. But what we need to ensure is that the resource utilization within schools are done in, such, in an effective manner, and that can only be done if we have sound management in schools. That's excellent. Well, as a parent that uses D6 and for my kids and in the school as well, um, I'm quite familiar with some of the functionalities of D6. But for our listeners, why don't you explain a little bit about, because you said there's two sides to it, why don't you explain a little bit about the technology and the innovation that went into it in order to create this connection between school, parents, teachers. Uh, tell us about the tool. So from a product perspective, uh, if we take a twofold between one, uh, the product that the schools utilize, it mm -hmm. consists of four key pillars. One is the administration module that houses all the data of learners, um, staff members and parents. Uh, and then we've got three specific modules built on top of our administrative core. One is the curricular module, and that focuses on enabling schools to track learner performance. So that is not a learner management platform that is being utilized by teacher and the student. It is used in order for the school to be able to track the learner performance. So I suppose, so what is, you need to be able to provide the learner with a report card at the end of the day. And that report card consists of multiple subjects, multiple learner outcomes, multiple small task level stuff that they need to complete. Yes. And within the curriculum module, we need to be able to accommodate that so that they can input marks and print a report card at the end of the day. It sounds simplistic, but it's quite a big module. And it must also be customizable to a large extent because not all schools utilize CAPS. Mm -hmm. We've got Cambridge schools, an example. There might be any other country will have a different curriculum structure, which we need to adhere to. Then financial management is the third pillar. Uh, so we need to be able to understand uh, complex family structures. So um, different parent structures. So it, anyway, it gets complicated within the school space and we need to be able to accommodate that because technically within the school's environment, your actual client is the learner mm -hmm. and not the account holder or parent, yes. but they're the responsible party um, in that relationship. So we need to be able to accommodate that. And within a lot of accounting packages, it's not always possible. So finance is the, 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 the third module that we have. And the integration between administration and fi finance is critical because we've seen so many schools where, let's say in a thousand learners, you don't build 10 learners, but you don't even know about it. So you lose out on 10, 20,000 rand a month, but you don't even know about it. And we try to enable schools to do that better so that they can, from a fundraising perspective, which is obviously vital for all schools to be successful, we can help them manage their accounts and uh, their debtors to some extent in a, in, a, in a more effective way. And then the last module is uh, communication. So communication is enabling schools to communicate more effectively to parents, ensuring, first of all, the, the right parents get the message. Mm -hmm. um, they are not inundated with too much communication that's not relevant to them. That's right. 
Um, but then also providing valuable insights within what's happening in the school. So, for instance, absenteeism disciplinary. I mean, you said you're a you're a, a D6 user, and I'm very <laughs> yes. glad to hear that. But it's 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 ensuring that we provide parents with a platform that is specifically focusing on school communication and not diluted into the current world that we have, whether it's social media, emails, 10 million different WhatsApp groups. Um, so having a something which is only for school communication and you know it's not inundated with a whole bunch of other stuff right. that dilutes the effectiveness of it. So those are the four modules. Uh, we have added an additional capability within the platform recently whereby we, um, two things is enable uh, other parties within this environment to integrate with our platform because okay. we believe we've got quite a, uh, we, we, we are the first party to house learner, staff, and parent data. So if a learner registers, they'll register on our platform. But now we need to provide suppliers in this market with the ability to access that data, obviously given the, the necessary in, um, controls regarding POPI and GDPR and all data privacy related stuff. Yes. Uh, but we need to enable this ecosystem to interoperate in a more effective way. So if schools want to switch on library management or learner management or sports administration platforms or whatever they need to do, that can link into our platform so that data interoperability doesn't become an issue. Yes. Um, and then the other one that we've recently switched on was, um, or not recently, actually, in the last two years or so, is yes. enabling schools to become cashless. Okay. So the whole transactional space, uh, not having to take five rand or ten rand to the to the school, not having to manage cash on, cash on campus and remove the burden for the parents to actually having to facilitate that with their child. So tap on tap tap and pay on campus and all of that stuff, uh, yeah. which is, which is a drive to again our purpose is in empowering schools to be their best. So if we can remove all their administrative and blockages, yes, and they the can challenges. focus on the education, which is what we want to enable them to do. I like the part where you talk about interoperability, um, seeing that things are shifting quite quickly, and our needs are becoming integrated with the technologies we are using, right? Um, what kind of innovation are you future thinking? So you mentioned, for example, um, custom notifications for a parent. So if I've got a grade four parent, then I only want to know what's going on for my grade, for my child. I don't really want to care about the fluff, right? But there's, there's all these technologies around artificial intelligence and in all these beautiful things. Is there opportunity to elevate the current uh, tools and platforms with that to bring a more robust experience for schools? Yeah, look, there's so so many cool stuff that we that that we're still planning on doing. One thing that we've already implemented in the communication platform is uh, integration with OpenAI. So, uh, whereby we support schools to uh, to ensure that what they communicate is more accurate and what they communicate is more professional, as an mm. example. So let's, let's for instance, say you want to you wanna send a letter to parents or communicate a letter to parents just to thank them for the fundraising initiative. They can go into the communication platform saying, please write me a letter to thank parents for the fundraising event mm -hmm. and then generate. And then you can ask OpenAI to either elaborate on that so it will write you a letter to say, dear parents, blah, 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 and write a formal letter. Or you can say, change the tone to bring it a bit more funny or so we've already incorporated AI into our communication platform, but there's so many opportunities there to help schools from a data management perspective um, with respect to accurate data management through the utilization of AI. Yes. And we're already also looking into, into matters, uh, into, into those type of type of initiatives. Okay, great. And of course, big data means big challenges. 
Um, you've spoken around poppy and all of these acts that obviously look at the regulation of the use and distribution and storage of the information. Um, how are you managing that? Because you've got parents on the on on your things, you've got businesses, the schools itself, managing all of that data. And I'm sure at one point that data will inform decision making, whether it's for the school, whether it's for yourselves, for innovation, for changes. Um, can you talk me a little bit about data management approach uh, for, for your tools, for the products? So obviously there's a lot of stuff that one needs to implement within your platform to ensure safety of, of data, data privacy for the end users or data subjects. Um, we luckily, because we have a European customer base also, um, and that's been so since since the last five years or so, we, we had to ensure that we also comply with GDPR. And GDPR is actually more stringent than Poppy. Um, so we've been in this whole data privacy field even before Poppy came into play because we had European data subjects. Now, European data subject means is any school that has a parent that is European by where they come from or resides in Europe is considered a data subject. And that school then needs to ensure that their data is compliant with GDPR okay. regulation, not just Poppy. Okay. So that was something which we had to do way before. So I think we, it's, it's maybe boasting, um, but I think we, we've done so much effort within the, uh, within the data compliance space um, to ensure that as an operator, and I think that's an important thing to understand, is the school is the responsible party because it's their data. Mm-hmm. We act as the operator to enable the school to manage that data. But as an operator, we need to ensure that we comply with data privacy regulation. But the school is also, as the responsible party, they actually manage the data. All data does not reside within the D6 platform. Mm -hmm. Schools might have printouts that is on someone's desks with a whole bunch of private information. Um, So operational processes, they also need to ensure that they comply with because the flow of data is not just D6, it's, it's in this entire environment. If the school utilizes so SSMs, an interesting thing on data privacy, which is the platform commissioned by the Department of Education, um, the DBE needs to ensure that they comply with all data regulation. And there is big risk because it's it's sensitive personal information. So uh, carrying information about learners is far more um, regulated than parents, as an example. So it's a it's a it's a big environment with a lot of sensitive data. And all parties need to play their part to ensure that the data is protected. Yeah, so there's a lot of complexity around, not just the data side of things, but I'm sure it gets very complicated going forward. Um, You mentioned something that struck with me earlier. You spoke about the winds of change for the adaptation of innovation in in education, right? Now, you being rooted in Cape Town, um, how do you see the educational landscape? Where do you see its growth or opportunities? And how does that tie in with where we're heading in terms of innovation and technology for education? So I suppose I can only speak to, to the, the area that we are, that we're passionate about and the, the area that we've got um, ex, a large exposure to. One thing which we believe needs a lot more attention is... Uh, leadership and management in schools. Um, I think I mentioned that in the beginning. Uh, it is, we understand that it's a com- complex environment and at the end of the day, successful learners is what the, the aim is here or learners that are that are capable of moving into the world and and finding a good job and uh, being, being able to do something in the practical uh, work environment. So 
but what we do found is, find is there's not enough investment made within schools to ensure just first and foremost to have the right principle in place. Um, if we take businesses, uh, if you've got a business that's struggling, get the right CEO and they'll take, they'll, they'll take care of the rest because they'll get the right management team in place. They'll, they'll, they'll put structures and, and systems in place to ensure that the company is successful. And I think the school, not that I'm saying that principles are not good, but I think we don't invest enough in them. Um, initiatives like uh, Partners for Possibility, which was a great initiative um, and is still running, is a fantastic way to empower principals to act as CEOs of a complex environment. Um, and it's a complex business because if you think about it, you've got a, it's a very complex product, okay. CAPS curriculum, a whole bunch of subjects and learner outcomes and stuff. You've got complex personnel management because you've got, a, you've got I don't know, 50, 60 staff members that you need to manage. And then you probably have the most difficult customer base, a parent and their child. <laughs> So, yes. and we expect we expect these management teams to to operate a well-oiled machi machine, but they've never really been trying to do so. They came from the education ranks, so I think there's a big responsibility for us. Um, I'm not saying that's where the growth is; that's where we hope the growth is. A lot of investment is being made into changing curriculums and pedagogy within the education space, but we believe. It's not as if they're missing the plot, but we believe that focus should shift towards getting the management right because that's the sustainable element of the school. Curriculum can change and learning methodologies can change and learning technologies will change, but sound management is there to stay. And that must, obviously there's innovation in sound management, but if you don't have a sound management core and both people and platforms, the rest of the stuff is, it's a bit fluffy. It's a bit, it's on a, it's on a, not, not a, not a very sound foundation in order to build and adopt technologies. I want to just say that, that the school management forms the foundation for delivering quality education exactly. for. Yeah. And that's the vision of the Western Cape Education Department. It's quality education for every learner in every school <laughs> across, yeah. right? Um, that That's amazing. And hearing about everything that you are describing, the data management side of things, the different tools for different reasons, because it's definitely addressing the problems or challenges that, you, that the schools are facing, right? Why don't you tell me about your biggest lesson learned over this journey? Biggest lesson learned? Mm. Uh, Almost valuable lessons you've learned. Maybe. So, <laughs> so I, I think... Uh, Let's let's take valuable lesson learned with respect to uh, product development in terms of how do you know that it's actually going to work. Uh, a lot of companies, I believe, jump into building cool products and then going trying to find a market or a fit for that product. Uh, a valuable lesson that we've learned is we've done that and learned the hard way and launched the product and it was a complete disaster because we the initiative was incredible. The people we spoke to said, yes, like this is the most amazing thing that's going to, it's going to solve world peace. And then when we, when we struck market, it was a com complete, complete fail. And I, and I believe the, 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 the hard lesson we learned there was before you try to build any product and especially within the education space, understanding the problem and a true understanding of the, the, the problem. And then also the ability and willingness to change of customers. And then also the ability and willingness to pay of customers this is something that you need to define even before you start with any form of programmatic or programming from a development perspective. Um, so we, we try to never go down the route of building stuff that we hope will work, but rather building stuff that the market tells us they want 
defining exactly what the feature set or the problem statement is and building features to overlay that problem and then only and then also determining are they willing to pay for it because if it's not commercializable it's it's difficult then you need funding for it always and then only you start within the within the product development space uh, so that's the one lesson from a product development perspective and then secondly within business uh, we've recently gone through a whole process of redefining values uh, i always had the it was always challenging for me if someone asked me, what's the culture at D6? It was almost like, what does that mean? Like, how do I answer the culture? Is it a high performance culture? Or is it, it's nice to work there? Or <laughs> we care about our schools? Or what, what, many does, things. what does culture mean? Mm. And, and something that struck me is culture is probably the most important thing to get right. You need to define what that culture is. And the definition of culture is actually the outflow of the right set of values that you implement at a company and drive consistently uh, because performance metrics uh, and driving key performance indicators and all of that stuff, that's going to change. Strategy is going to change over time. But if you don't have a sound culture, which is driven by predefined values, that is the practical implementation of how we do stuff, not what are we going to do, how are we going to do it? If you don't have that bed down and that as a core focus in the company, it's almost the same as this foundation, build a foundation of any company or any business on sound values and it's not should not just be words on a wall. It should be lived should by lived everyone, them. and yeah. it should be it should be agreed by everyone. Everyone mm-hmm. should feel as if they can actually because values is a choice. It's not a it's not a it's not a personality. You choose to live the value. You can either choose to do it or not to do it. It's not something that you say. It's not my personality to do so. So that was the other lesson: is invest in building, mm-hmm. invest in identifying the right values that supports your purpose. And that will create the culture that you want and drive that art, irrespective of strategy and irrespective of outcomes. Because if you get that right, you have a very solid foundation to be able to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And couple that with the right staff, with the right people. You talk about yeah. leadership for schools, but I, from I mean, just hearing and listening to you, I can see that that is enshrined in who D6 is. Mm-hmm. Um, having the right blend of people backing you, behind you, working behind the scenes, doing the job is as important as focusing on supporting uh, those school leadership as well, right? Exactly. If, you, if, you, if we get that right from a cultural perspective, we know that our schools will flourish because we know we have the right values, we have the right people to support that. The critical role of technology in elevating school performance and educational outcomes is core to what you are doing. How are you utilizing technological advancements and innovation to do just that with D6? So within D6, we did mention about the product stack that we've got uh, within our core school management environment. And uh, we believe that we will never be able to be everything for everyone. Uh, school is a complex environment that requires a lot of technology in order for this whole machine to work properly. And we are only a small cog of that, although it's a fundamental cog from a, an administrative management perspective. Uh, so from it, with, within D6, we actually, uh, we're actually moving into a space where we want to focus on less, but do it very good and be the best in breed in that space. But then also partner with the right other technology players in the market to focus on what they do good so that as a collective we can provide a school with a holistic solution where everyone focus on their core competencies, but we lever- leverage off each other's strengths. So we'll continue to focus on school as our base and management as our as our core focus, um, enabling schools to be better through, man- through better management practices and better management platforms. 
but then opening up our technology, which we've done now with our integration offerings, to enable the broader school ecosystem or technology players within this edtech space uh, to take hands whereby we can provide schools with a, an interoperable holistic solution whereby we don't take the responsibility to do everything, but we focus on what we think we're very good at, yes. but everyone else do what they do best. And as a collective, that will then be this big thing that will just drive a, a very, very efficient technical or technological um, infrastructure where everyone can focus on their core strengths. I like that. Uh, talks about partnerships in industries. Exactly. Yeah. And there's not one company that are able to offer everything all at once uh, specifically. No. Right. <laughs> so it's great. We're talking about partnerships and, and it's positioning the Western Cape and, and, and the uh, digital partners and technology partners that we have and their competitiveness. So they, I think at the end of the day, we all have a shared goal to change things, to impact change. And it's great to hear how you are pushing for the drive to work with other partners to do just that. Okay, Willem, just to re recapture, you mentioned the rethinking the values and the purpose of D6. Um, what does that mean, what's next for D6? So one of our one of our core values uh, that we've redefined now is it's it's literally states it's all about our customers. Um, so we are we're driving to be much more than much more customer centric than which than what we were, whether that was good or bad in the past, uh, but much more strongly focused towards our customers, our schools, um, both through uh, customer success. Our biggest challenge within the school space is schools adopting technology in an effective way. It's pointless just to put something there and hoping everyone's going to use it. We need to be much more entrenched within the school space to ensure that they use it properly for what it was designed to do. So we've got a major focus on um, broadening our customer success teams um, to ensure that we um, that we support schools more effectively in order to utilize the technologies in, in an effective way. So that's a big focus for us. And then interoperability. Uh, we spoke about that, about that at length. Uh, we, we've realized, focus on less and do it very well and ensure that you've got great partners that you wanna, that you wanna work with. So uh, we wanna build out our partnership network so that what we offer, not only as D6, but as, a, as an integrated technology offering to schools that it almost covers world peace <laughs> within the school <laughs> space. Um, and then obviously public-private public partnerships. Yes. Uh, we, wanna, we wanna take hands with uh, departments. Uh, it's something which, um, which has not worked well in the past. Uh, it's, it's something which we really admire the way that Westgrove is doing it um, and driving that public-private partnership uh, we see the WCD also doing investing a lot of effort in order to grow that. We hope and and like to see that also happening in the rest of the country. Which um, I, I, everyone has a peer intent in terms of this whole space. So I, I know no one's malicious, yes. um, but I think public-private partnerships is something which we need to invest in and drive much harder. And that's also going to be a core focus for us. Thank you so much, Willem. It has been great time learning about D6, understanding what it is, as well as what the future holds. I'm really excited about not just the integration of innovation and the interoperability of adding to what you already have, but in growing the education innovation ecosystem. And you're right, um, there is opportunity for everyone in this space and forging great partnerships is a good start. Exactly. Thanks, Thank man. you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.